Well, good day to you. It's Sunday, 18th of March, and you're listening to The Daily Larb. This is episode 121. Quite a ways into it now. Started back, I think it was last October, uh, pushing out an episode on a daily basis. Um, it, on an almost daily basis, I should say, not every day. Some days I didn't. Um, but the intention was fairly loose at the beginning to put something together that might go somewhere, a bit of an experiment, and I've kept it going, uh, mainly because it's been easy to record an episode using this tool I use called Anchor. And as a result of recording on here and pushing the episode out uh, to listeners on Anchor, it uh, via RSS feed, it goes out beyond Anchor to iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, uh, Pocket Casts, um, and a whole bunch of other platforms. I've added the feed to a number of platforms, so no matter where you're listening, you're bound to get the show. And I should say this show is all about creativity and creative-related topics. It's about making stuff for the sake of it, and it's about encouraging you, if you're listening, well, you are, if you heard it, if you listen to this, if you're hearing this, you're listening to it, to make stuff um, for no other reason than to satisfy yourself. And, you know, I have been asking this question about uh, creativity and how it might lead to worldly success, or even if worldly success is important at all in the whole process and for some people it is. For some people it's very important. And I think that's flawed. I really do. I think the need to be successful is actually the thing that will bring about mediocrity and disappointment and stress and anxiety and depression about the work that we do. Because to seek applause from other people really sets ourselves up for failure. Because I have found that when we become reliant on other people um, to reinforce what it is we're doing, well, we're always looking outside ourselves for that applause. And we never truly find the reason to make stuff. Um, we never connect with that something that's inside us that really speaks to us all the time if we can get quiet enough to hear it. And this life we're living regardless of what you're doing or what you, what profession you choose is all about fulfillment of ourselves first it must be you know and real success is not lying in some future or other because the future never gets here tomorrow never comes now that doesn't mean that you can't have all that lovely stuff connected with what we perceive as success but I think that has to come as a result. It can't be the reason. There has to be a deeper reason for you and me to go to work, you know. Whether you're doing tax returns or whether you're painting pictures or whether you're composing music or whether you're writing novels. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Or making pottery or, or, or painting walls or screwing screws in every day or making furniture or, or, or designing software. Or, it doesn't matter. The work must be forced. The work must engage us. And it's only when we're truly 
satisfying our own creative urges, those inherent creative urges, does success have a chance to come? You know? And there's a lot of commentary out there, especially in the uh, business world, in the world of startups, you know, where they say, you know, you must hustle and you must um, you must work hard and you must do all of these things to bring about this success, you know, this commercial success, this worldly success. And this is cart before the horse. Now, I've spoken about this before, and really this is the essence of the artist's manifesto uh, due out next month. It's a book I'm writing, and I'm writing it as a reminder to myself uh, as to what I should be doing and why. Because... We can get caught up in this commentary, this popular commentary from famous people, from uh, successful, commercially successful people who come out with little sound bites. And I think more dangerously, their supporters, those who would gather their information and analyse their success and say, hey, here's how such and such was successful. Now you should do the same as if they know. Oftentimes I feel that it's the followers of successful people are actually uh, more dangerous and more um, in opposition or create content and material and advice and all this kind of stuff that would be in opposition to our would-be success, if you understand what I mean. For example, you'll see quotes all over the internet. You'll see articles written about, I don't know, Elon Musk. You'll see them written about Steve Jobs. You'll see them written about... Abraham Lincoln, you'll see them written about Michael Jordan, you'll see inspirational videos, you'll see all of this stuff and say, hey, check these people out, this is this is how to be successful, you know, and uh, we follow it as if it's going to work, you know, and the truth of the matter is, all of those people, that top 1% or even 0.1 of a percent, in my opinion, I'm not telling you what to do here, but in my opinion, those people were more connected to what it is that gave them joy and happiness than they were with any kind of monetary success, you know? <clears throat> I mean, I've read a bit about Jobs. I've read his autobiography, or his biography. Um, he didn't write himself. But it seems to me that successful people, in large part, when it comes to the work are completely engaged and everyone else's views are secondary. Almost arrogant, almost insular when it comes to the stuff that they make and the reason why they're making it. And other people on the outside can't see what it is that drives them. And they interpret their motivations and their actions and they say, hey, everybody, check this out, you know. This is what you've got to do to be successful. And... Uh, I think that's damaging to you and me. I think we've got to forget about all of that and just make for the sake of it. And the Artist Manifesto encourages us to do that. Um, I was reading some quotes here today. I'm going to give you a few and uh, see what you think. Uh, sometimes this stuff can be just misinterpreted so much, you know. Um, let me see. Vaynerchuk, probably one of the most popular startup uh gurus out there I, I think mainly by virtue of the fact that other people kind of push his stuff to the front because they think it's great you know without hustle talent will only carry you so far 
Gary Vaynerchuk was supposed to have said that. What have I got to say about that? I think what he calls hustle is really just focus. It's a, it's a product of focus. And you see, I believe from looking at him, the little that I know of him, he follows his own track. He's made his own track. Sure, other people may have inspired him. But I think that he's focused on the stuff that he does. And he has all these followers to help him achieve it because they admire him and look up to him. And that's fine. But the stuff he says can be taken largely out of context. And if we're not already connected with that thing that we love to do, that thing that inspires us and uh, allows us to express ourselves, well, no amount of hustle is going to help you. So I think that's the wrong way around. Here's another one. Some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen. Others make it happen. That was Michael Jordan said that, uh, supposedly. Um, what have I got to say about that? I think everybody makes everything happen. Um, and again, it's about focus rather than uh, making stuff happen. You know, I think we're just the witnesses of the of things happening. If we can get in the right place and make it from there, um, sure, you've got to be determined. You've got to be. You've you've got to show up. You've got to have grit, and you you've got to have resilience. Uh, you can't fall apart at the first refusal, or at the first sign of rejection or um, opposition. And that again, to me harps back to an internal point of focus because if other people's opinions are valuable to us and if our success is hinged on our acceptance by other people whether they're uh, successful people in within our niche or they are relatives or friends or people we admire and they don't give us that acceptance well then we're screwed there's a whole load of this stuff but look at you get the message um, it's important to express persistence and uh, have resistance to other people's views and stuff like that. Um, but first and foremost, we've got to be we've got to be coming from that place where we make stuff uh, for the sake of it, and anything else is a waste of time, in my opinion. So I've been writing about this stuff for a while. I've been sharing it. I've been um, record an audio podcast about this whole idea behind the artist manifesto and uh i'm on twitter a lot i share i share these articles on twitter and um built a bit of a following there and stuff like that and people engage with me people send me messages and stuff and last night i got a, a message from a guy an illustrator a cartoonist and he says um well, he asked me for my help. I don't know what help I can give. I can just, I'll just keep writing what I write. But he said um, that he's just starting out and he, he feels like he's got all this talent, but he doesn't know what way to go with it. And um, really my answer to him was forget about trying to go anywhere with it and just, just make it, whatever, like just make it now, whatever you want to make and just make it for the sake of it and let it take you. Because I think that we get into trouble when 
we try to push in a particular direction. Like I've 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 tried that online. I've been writing online since around two thousand and nine, two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, um, and I've found that when I have pushed it, whatever it is, in in one direction over another, it tend to not it tend it tended not to work out, and only when I just chilled out a little bit and wrote and created content around stuff that really I was inspired to make did it really get any kind of traction or get any kind of response so I think we got to disconnect from the need to make it work you know in order for it to work now that becomes a problem when we're broke you know if <laughs> if we're if we're broke and we're trying to make money off this stuff that we make well I think we can push it in the wrong direction I think we can get lost in it and, and it just spirals our control and we end up giving up you know so like I said a couple of episodes ago uh, if we're if we're starting out and we're just beginning to share our stuff, we can't expect to make an income from it. We've got to have build up some momentum behind it, and uh, we've got to have a, a free space, you know, where there's no hang ups and no attachments to it, um, where we can make that stuff without any without any problems. So maybe get a job, work for somebody else, serve tables if you have to, and uh, pay your bills and when it comes to making your stuff have that kind of freedom where you can make it without any uh need to make money from it because that that restricts us you know creates a lot of stress and anxiety for us i know i felt that um creating stuff creating content for other people and myself and and feeling the need to for it to make me money before it was ready before i'd put enough energy into it before i put enough time into it uh, and that can be detrimental. Uh, so get a job, you know, do something else, pay the bills first. Um, been doing a little bit of research for uh, a college assignment recently on the effects of stress and anxiety on the brain, just as I mentioned it there. Um, and there's a couple of things happen, well, there's many things happen in the brain when we're stressed. Now, it's very difficult for scientists, for neurologists, uh, neuroscientists to pinpoint the source of stress but we know that it inhibits the prefrontal cortex that part of the brain in charge of executive decisions for example and uh, more fluent reasoning you know Uh, the prefrontal cortex is seen to shrink where there's prolonged stress and the amygdala which is more of a an animalistic uh, focused centre of the brain um, tends to increase. The hippocampus reduces as well. So the hippocampus is a very important area of the brain for uh, memory, uh, long-term episodic and uh, other types of memory. So it reduces, the amygdala increases, the prefrontal cortex reduces and all lends itself to a hyper-reactive intense uh, emotional state prolonged state and uh, it's just so it, it's, it feels like a tightness you know you all know everybody knows how stress feels um, but if it's prolonged it tends to reinforce itself that's what happens and those other areas of the brain that are required for the creative process are reduced and our sense of control is lost 
our ability to think rationally and to reason and to just chill the fuck out are affected. And if we're making stuff, if the source of our creativity is the source of our income and we're having trouble there, that prolonged stress can have a negative effect on our ability to create and uh, I think this is this is vitally important for us to understand. Um, and it's been shown that uh, meditation-based stress reduction uh, improves our ability to focus and chill out and create better stuff. Um, so stress around our work is detrimental and it has a prolonged effect and it reinforces itself so we've got to uh, disconnect from uh, disconnect our need to make things happen from our work you know find a quiet space where we can make whatever it is we want to make and uh, that's it i don't know much uh, how much more i have to add to this other than uh, try and find a quiet place to make your stuff and uh, it will grow if you just leave it you know just like uh, grown tomatoes or any other fruit and veg, you've just got to leave it. You've got to maybe tend to it a little bit, but uh got to let it do its thing. The creative process is the same. The Artist Manifesto talks about this a lot, so if you haven't got a copy of it yet, get over to larrygmcguire.com and download the short-form version. I'm currently writing the long-form version. That's due for release uh, next month. Looking forward to getting it out there. I've been talking about it for a while. And uh, I'll, I'll have a free version for you in uh, EPUB and Mobi and PDF that you can download. Uh, the paperback will be paid and so will the audiobook. But uh, you can get the electronic version for free. So uh, looking forward to getting that out. I have a bit more work to do on it. And um, this subject uh, will be in Sunday Letters today. And uh, I'll trash this out maybe a little bit more. Um, and uh, you can check that out later here on the, on the show. So that's it for me for now. Thanks for listening in. I've been Larry G. McGuire. You've been listening to The Daily Larb. This is episode 120, I do believe. And uh, I'll check you later on. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care now. Bye-bye.